0: Welcome to the Landscape Photography Vlogcast, hosted by myself, Tom Peters, aka The Photo Ninja, all the way up north, Paul Thompson Photography, and it's truth, mate, it's Matt Bishop. We cover all things photography and chat to some of the best photography minds in the business. Put your feet up, and kettle on, and let's jump straight into this week's vlogcast. Proudly sponsored by Case Filters. Capture with confidence. Right, welcome to the podcast, everyone. How's everyone been? Had a good Christmas?
1: Yeah, all good. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas, yeah. mate. Merry,
2: still Merry, Merry skinny, Christmas. Still looking skinny, Matt. I'm still looking skinny.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> have eaten enough.
2: <laughs> you know, I, had horrible, I had a horrible Christmas, mate. Well, horrible Christmas. We were locked in indoors for Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. the kids were in quarantine with this bloody COVID. And, uh, mm. yeah, did, didn't have time to go out and do all the shopping. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough mince pies in that, by the look no, of it. <coughs> no,
2: no, you can't get mince pies in Italy, mate, just in case you didn't know. No, i no, okay. not playing a Christmas, no. mate.
1: Uh, I'd leave that place. Can't That's get scotched eggs. In. Can't no.
2: get scotched eggs either. I mean, it's just... Uh,
1: what's wrong yeah. with them? They, they
2: don't, don't have, Paris gra- Paris they Paris they don't even have gravy on their meat, for God's sake. I mean, what's wrong oh, with you?
1: God, no. I hope no. you've got a good supply of gravy granules. Oh, in the they've
2: got no idea what they're doing with food, the Italians. They're bloody hopeless, I tell you
0: there's some sorts of <laughs> there's some sort of Jews today, I suppose. Jews and, and all that, don't they?
2: Yeah. So we have today Adam Hanley on the podcast. Welcome, mm. Adam. Thanks. How's it going? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. No, thanks. all
3: good. It's good to good to be here.
2: Yeah. So tell us about yourself, mate.
3: Mm. Um, Who are you?
2: Where you're from? <clears throat> Why do you name? photograph?
3: People uh, don't yeah. know you. Yeah, no, um Adam from grew I was actually born in England and moved to Wales when I was like eight and eight or nine. Um grew up there, uh basically South Wales, just um just over the Severn Bridge on the in the Y Valley there. Nice pace. Kind of yeah, grew up there. Um played rugby for played rugby for the town and got all into the sports there when I was younger. And then yeah, just kind of as I grew up there, I suppose. I just got into school and was always enjoyed out going out hiking and everything and ended up being something that I just would do on the weekends quite a bit, just to go out after school and hang out and hang out with the mates we would go for hikes up in the beacons a bit and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I just kind of took, took it more of a creative route at school, um, and took photography, which was great, um, kind of AS and a level. Kind of thing which was great um got to use the dark room and really enjoyed that kind of process of things which was great <clears throat> kind of getting my hands you know when <clears throat> sorry when you're doing the uh really enjoyed just processing the films and getting that kind of seeing that kind of analog to something right that i could see mm. in front of my face was a real cool experience um had a pretty good Uh, Photography teacher there called Doctor Fredericks with big uh, goofy teeth. Don't know if he ever will listen to this, but he was he was pretty (laughs) pretty good pretty good lad. You know you could you could take the best picture you thought you had ever taken, and you'd take it to you, and you it was like like I said, Doctor Fredericks, who was a real master of it. But he would get out this like eye uh, magnifier. And he yeah. would like, get get your print out after you would spent hours, you know, sweating your hands in a bag, developing the film, getting it just right. And then <clears throat> he would be like, it's not sharp. And you just, <laughs> and you'd just be like, oh, oh. you know, you just go, all right, fair enough. And so that was Analog it, dies. What's that, Mick? And that
2: was Analog dies.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So that was just back yeah. in. I had the... Oh, um, use my, my dad's old Olympus, um, OM10 or is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. OM10, one of the old school ones there. <clears throat> um, yeah, like, and that's basically was, I always enjoyed kind of, um, create kind of creative stuff. I enjoyed doing, uh, working with my hands and d and drawing, technical drawing and stuff. And then, um, photography was just kind of like, oh, well I was doing a few other courses that were what I wanted to do it. Uni and stuff, and then photography. I was like, "Well, I'll give it, a, give it a whirl." And then after having the uh, having the Olympus camera, my stepdad was like, "Oh, you should, you should buy this new Canon or oh, an older Canon from one of my pals." And it had came with a. I bought it off him secondhand, and it was God, I can't even remember the name of the Canon now. It's an old. It was auto autofocus, but still film, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it was. It was great. At that point, I was just like, "This is this is the next step," because it kind of felt I had autofocus and I
1: yeah. could,
3: had a better selection of lenses. Before, with the Olympus, I just had a fifty mil, one of those. 50, it wasn't. I don't think it was even very fast, to be honest. But had a mm. had one of those, and then <clears throat> yeah, I had like mm. the Canon came of a 28, 28 to seventy, and then I had this uh, the old push pull Canon seventy to two hundred f four. Mm Um, and I just, yeah, after that, I just, that's what I used for my A levels and stuff. And then, yeah, did all right. Um, but it was more kind of focused on portraiture inside the studio and stuff. But I always just tried as much as I could to get out with the camera and take pictures of the home kind of, of the Y Valley, but didn't really, had no idea what I was doing really. You know, when you look Uh back, you go, what the hell was that?
2: So how many <laughs> years ago are we
3: talking now, Adam? Well, I'm 35 now. Um, so it was a good God, but yeah, it's a long time ago now. It's like fifth a good twenty years ago. Okay. 50, mm. Oh, no, it's less than that. So like 18, 16 years ago or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it was, so digital, it was digital had just started coming digital out. Digital had in just, started. just started. Yeah, started. Yeah, it,
3: it just started. And like that's what was kind of cool. We would take pictures on our film and then Dr. Fredericks, if it was sharp enough. Right. <laughs> he would let us, he would scan it in and then it was opening it in Photoshop for the first time. And it was like, wow, whoa, whoa, like this is mad. Like we could, and you know, as you do, you just go crazy over the top. You,
2: yeah,
3: you just change, like
2: <laughs> saturate up, the bugger <laughs> out of everything, saturate the
1: crap out <laughs> of everything, turn <laughs> yeah. everything up to 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're
3: just like, just rock it, just slide us up standard <laughs> let's go for it have oh, it yeah. large, and, and then you're like take it back to fredo that's his nickname we used to play yeah. some good games with him in the dark room i'll just tell you about it. he's like we just have this game <laughs> uh called peg fredo and in the dark room he would go he would go in there and he would like tell us you like oh here you are and like you could almost see his teeth glowing in the red light you know it's just like standing <laughs> out there it's just like and you had to get a peg from where it was on the on the line and you had to peg it on his back of his blazer or like any, anywhere more forward than hit, you got more points. So it, wasn't so a, j- it wasn't a JPEG, was it? <laughs> no, it was, it was a JPEG, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, guys. He can't
1: help himself I oh, always said that joke.
3: It's going to be everything.
2: No, he's proud of yeah, that one. Uh... <laughs> no, i sorry. You're going to have to excuse me, so I've come off a no, night shift. I haven't slept in two hours and I'm half drunk, so. It, it's <laughs> fine, mate. It's all
3: good. <laughs> no, had this game, so you had this game Peg Fredo, which was pretty fun. Um, yeah, and like, you know, just to go in there and really enjoyed that process of getting that all done. But then he would scan them all in and then you'd have them on the have them on the computer for the first time, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed that. And then kind of just fell, fell away from photography for ages. It was weird. Like I took product design at, um, uni and when I did that in Cardiff, which was really great. I had a great time. Um, met some good people and everything. And then, yeah. And then it was, I, I, that was like four years of my life where I just didn't, I had still had the camera, but I just didn't use it. And, and, and during that time, newer, like the game was changing massively. Mm. Um, Mm because there was still obviously the autofocus but like digital cameras were becoming a thing and you know it suddenly I was just like complete, I just didn't didn't really care at the time I was to be honest I was, didn't care because I was at uni I was having a lot of fun and still enjoyed going out hiking when we could but it was more about being in the city at that point in my life for sure yep. so you know yep, 21 yeah. going out watching rugby wells play rugby and stuff in the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff um, hmm. But then, yeah, just kind of after I got back after uni, it was more kind of like, I was like, oh, I've got a lot more time on my hands and kind of um, graduate in 2008, which is not a good time to graduate. It's just the no. wor- world decline. So yeah, wasn't really only- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't
1: really...
3: Yeah, was like, all right, so my product design degree now and all the design studios were like, you're having a laugh if you think we're taking anyone else on right now. There's no work out there. So that kind of ended that for, for me in terms of, um, uni and getting a job and being a product designer. So I was like, right, well, I'll just travel. And so I saved up with, a saved up with my, um, my power. We got started working in an off license, you know, selling fags and beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of wondering what the hell was going on with my life. And then I was wow. like, okay, you know, and you're just like, all oh, right, okay, well we'll do that saved up and then we went to croatia and um well round europe and then croatia met my wife there and then after that really kind of got really got into photography after that it's kind of it was after i got back from traveling i was like i want to do something that's just kind of gives me a little bit more of a a, a good feeling i don't know it just mm, felt like there yeah. was quite a lot of uh, space inside there to 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 learn something um but i had already thought i had something going on but and i enjoyed it but it was so exciting getting back and getting back into photography at that point i just remember i just yeah, yeah. it was just like there was so much to learn because I, I i kind of under i understood shutter speed iso aperture but with digital cameras there was just so much more possibility and i didn't have to F around in the in the dark room <coughs> pegging Fredo mm. you know and all that kind of stuff yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you
2: should go and see Fredo he's mate?
3: well that's the thing I was trying to I was hoping I could try and get hold of him and stuff but the school uh, he's I don't know if he's still alive to be honest Fredo if oh, you're God. listening to this oh. mate Fredo yeah. Dr. Fredericks actually I should say Fredo if you're listening to this get, <laughs> get in contact mate
2: yeah bloody um, yeah.
3: yeah yeah going out to Definitely. Fredo um, so yeah, so after it that. On. What's that? Slotty, we'll yeah, get him on. You should get Fredo on. <laughs> he would, he would, you should get him on for a, a sharp or not sharp contest. He's yeah, like, he, how many times I got pegged? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you haven't all got
3: an image of me pegging f- my photography teacher yeah. in,
2: the, in the... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't shake it out of my head now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you need to do us a favor for us at the end of the podcast. You need to try and find a photo of Frederick and his teeth and yes, show us. Yes, and I we'll would. put it on the Facebook group. <laughs> yes. I'm sure everyone wants to see Dr. Frederick's teeth. Oh, yeah.
3: if you, uh, I really hope he's not listening to it now, though, because he had quite it was more like Mate, a-
2: worry, he's not, he's not, he's not. I can tell you, we've got my mother in law, um. <laughs> My wife doesn't listen to it. Uh who who else listens to it, guys? Oh well. Adam, you said Adam, you said you wanted to listen to it to find out whether we're worth it or not. Yeah, um, I listened to that's it. That's about it, mate. So yeah, don't worry about it. Fredo's not listening. You can say whatever you want to say.
3: <laughs> no, so yeah, so I mean where was I? I can't remember what we were saying. <laughs>
1: Shit, this happens to me quite somewhere often, around actually. Peg and Freddo, That's where. Yeah, Peg and Freddo.
2: <laughs> See, so you've gone through this journey, Adam. Uh, you, you you were saying you had that break, and and I think we yeah. all, you know, anyone who's photographed for you know quite a few years have have had that big break, and it's good to have it because you're not in the right mindset at that stage <laughs> of your life. You got your testosterone jumping all over the place, and you're exactly. thinking about yeah. something else that's more important in that period. Yes, and and now, <laughs> okay, you're, you're thirty five.
3: Thirty-five years old, um, yeah. yeah, and like I don't know, it's weird because, move, uh, Wales was a huge inspiration for me. Um, mm. Just growing up, growing up in Wales it was amazing. I had the Y Valley like literally on my doorstep, and I would just I'd wake up every morning when I was staying there, and I wasn't too hungover or anything. I'd just I could literally walk out from my house and go down, shoot some like shoot a river scene with some mist or shoot some autumnal scene in, or like, I don't know, quick, ac- relatively quick access to the Brecon beacons and stuff. So it just, it it was so inspiring at that point that mm-hmm. I just had, I had like easy access and a new digital form that I could like really kind of just get my teeth into. And it just like, yeah. it just, it became, I, I was completely and utterly obsessed. Um, I just go out all the time whether it was um just i don't know just i would even if i would go out i actually would go out more often just completely unplanned and just be like okay think the weather's looking good just literally look for a place that was local to mine which would have water around it and just yeah. be like mm-hmm. i'll go find whether it's a lake whether it's the river um and i just got obsessed with misty scenes to be honest was my my favorite mm. thing, the White <laughs> Valley, you've got to go there, boys, if you haven't already yeah,
0: I was, been there. I've been there all the time because I used, I used to live in Swindon. Mm, nice. Yeah, you can get that's, there pretty quickly from there. Yeah. Yeah, about 45 minutes, 40 minutes maybe. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's great, like,
3: isn't it? Like, so you get, well, I really like the, like, Tintin was one of my favorite spots because yeah, it's got this big, big bend in the river. And then there's this, like, there's this willow tree that's kind of, it's actually on the English side of the river because mm. um, you the you're right on the border there and the Y River separates England and Wales so mm. and like it, the Y Valley was just so inspiring because there was just trees there that with the you know in a frosty morning where the the mist would like be burning off it and you'd have this tree and then like some kind of structure in the background or something like that and then the kind of higher hills of the valley around you and it was just such a kind of um, it just it, photography on the right day in that place you, is just really easy. It's it's mad. Mm, yeah. It's just like the mm-hmm. light's just right. There's mist everywhere. Um So I, I really, really enjoyed that to be honest. And then after kind of getting a bit older and then I was, my wife was who she's my girlfriend at the time moved back and we were living in Bristol and stuff. And then I kind of started exploring, a bit more of the, the UK because I had a car and I'd drive down to Dorset or drive up to. I'd even I used to love just driving up to Snowdonia. It was actually one of my favourite spots. Just mm. drive up in the the old four Fiesta, get your get your nut down on the edge of the A four, cars whizzing <laughs> past you. You know, have a have a you know have a chill time for a bit and then get your head down and wake up in the morning. You know, just surrounded by these like really. Looming, kind of dark, moody, eh, like cliffs, and right by the base of Tree Fan was my favorite. I don't know if any of you guys have been up to yeah. that part. of no, it, but I know of it. Yeah,
2: there's, 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 yeah. There's, there's I've like got Tree no bloody idea what you're talking about, mate. I'm sorry, but yeah, mate,
3: you should go there. Guaranteed, it's one of my favorite spots. When mm. I was in the UK, was if I had enough time, I'd drive up there on a Friday, sleep mm. sleep on the in my. Well, that's not obviously a great thing, sleeping in a Fiesta, but. Sleeping, wake up in the morning, and then you could just, you could either choose to hike up Treefan on the, up the, up the ridge there, or you could go the opposite way. And then you just afforded these beautiful, um, running rivers looking at Treefan with a, um, in the, in the valley there. And it's just like, it was just that at that point, I was like, right, I'm going to start taking this really seriously now because I was like, I really enjoyed just, getting out there and enjoy mm. it's weird like I, i'm quite a social person but when it comes to photography i'd much prefer to be myself and i enjoy yeah. doing it just going doing that i was like by the end of the weekend i'm like matt i was craving to get back but i wouldn't want anyone else there at that point it's kind of strange i don't know why but yeah and that's Fifth. yeah th- sorry carry on.
2: yeah i was just gonna say just for anyone who's um who doesn't 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 know of you adam just to go and check out you know you your uh, your profile on on Facebook or Instagram, mm. um, you you can see what Adam's talking about here if you if you have a look on his Instagram account, for example. There is a lot of these images, You've got a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of misty shots, don't you? You can see mm. that it's something you really like to capture, isn't it? Mm. Fog and mist,
1: um,
2: yeah, kind
3: of obsessed with it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, could, I must admit, looking through your imagery, um, that's one thing that attracted me to to. Um, to you as you know to me as uh, with your profile, the first time I saw it was that the light in your images is always incredible. you mm. know you've you've you're very, very good at capturing light, and you've always have a very, very important light in all your scenes. There's no dull imagery mm. in um no, in cool. the images you capture so I think
3: it just I, it just you can like i, I had it to, I had it the other day actually I was just staying at my mum's new place here in Abgavenny. And she just lives near this canal. And I went out for a hike or just a stroll with her and the dog. And I was just, just took my 70s, 200 and was like, oh, we'll just go for a little stroll. Just amazing sidelight and taking a picture of this tree and the, the way it was just naturally contrasted against this kind of moody sky. It was like you'd already done a heavy load of editing on it, but it's, it's, like straight out of the back of the camera you're like oh that's that's that light that you're you're like craving for you know and sometimes and sometimes it, you've
2: actually got to tone it down otherwise it doesn't look real enough and ex- you're actually exactly. afraid that people will say oh that was overprocessed yeah it's 100%
3: yeah. i guarantee you and i bring that raw file in cuz the raw file is already really vibrant mm. i reckon i I'll, I'll if i went and edited that and didn't really think what i was doing it would end up like a, a complete mess because it would just be, it would be too, it'd be too much, you know? Mm. Um, mm. And like, so I, yeah. And then we went for a carried on up going around the canal and then we came back and I photographed the same scene with, <clears throat> when the light was flat and I had my camera out, like tripod actually out. And I, you know, tried to get like, I was like, okay, the light's gone a bit. I'll do, a, maybe I'll do a bit of a long exposure on it. And it just mm-hmm. didn't, it it just didn't have that same natural kind of depth to the picture, um, which was totally, which I kind of like, sometimes you just see those shots and you're just like, yeah, that's, y- you don't actually have to try too hard when the lights really mm. good. Um, yeah. and it, it's just that kind of like, okay, take the shots and make sure you don't blow out the highlights yep. and you can, you can work for it from there because modern cameras has got such a good low end. That you can you can really bring up those if you needed to bring up the shadows and you know that's a debate whether it's a good thing to do that too much or not but
2: yeah no, I think with modern day cameras these days the last two or three years we all know we can bring up our shadows quite easily oh, at least yeah, you, a good three or four stops at yeah, least
3: hundred percent you can bring them yeah. up so much now yeah, but yeah I yeah. think like and I think that that's the thing is that I've had taken some pictures where I'm like I've worked really hard to get the photograph and I'm like mm. this is a this is a, this is, this means so much to me. And then you, you get back and you edit the photograph and because it meant so much, or there was a lot of effort that went in to get it doesn't mean that it's a, it's a, it's a naturally good image. And then I'll find yeah. myself like working really, really hard with the image. And then I'm like, oh, like be fairly, really, really happy, like relatively happy with it. Now my brain would be like, yep, you worked hard. You've got the image at the end and this is the result. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's not those. Sometimes, sometimes those are good images, whether it's a long exposure or whatever. But like, majority of the time, they're not. They're the Mm -hmm. the ones that naturally don't require much work are usually the best ones. I don't know. Yeah, you
2: know, I I I, I, I found you know probably five percent of the time that sometimes the complexity that's involved in a scene with white Mm. balance and contrast and depth Mm. that. That some of these images, sometimes you have to work on them. They mm. ha- you have you have to work on them for a long time. If you don't, oh, you no, won't get sure. those results out. For sure, there's there's so many of those <clears throat> images where bang, it's done, it's taken. But some yeah. of those scenes where you've got so much depth in it, like you said, there, there's such there's so many elements that's combined into an image with regard to white balance, contrast, depth, mm. different mm. lighting. You have to work on them; otherwise, you're just not going to get. What you want to achieve? Hundred percent.
3: I, I totally agree. But like when you've got when you've got um, like if it's just the right if the light is just right, or the light's mm. good in an image compared to yeah. you've really oh, working mm. really working an image, and you are like the actual the composition on the image without with less good light could actually be better. But the one with the natural light, I think we as humans we just respond to that more romantically in a way more emotionally mm-hmm. you kind of like you're like oh that's something like i would have seen in my, with my own <coughs> eyes and gone oh i like that and it's i think yeah. that's that's yeah. hard to that's hard to replicate with an image where the light isn't quite right um mm. but don't get me wrong i i love going out and shooting waterfalls when the light's completely flat and shooting trees and stuff and the lights all flat. But I just think, mm, yeah, sometimes it's, you, you know, when you've got a banger, you know, and you take a shot mm-hmm. and that's, that's what you're, that's what's so ex- enjoyable about photography is you take that picture and on, you look on the back of your camera and you're like, okay, oh, you, I I, we almost get it. You get that like awesome buzz. You're just like, this yeah. is awesome. Like yeah, really, yeah. really happy with the way that turned out. And that's a really, that's a really great feeling just, you know, and if you can share that, um, Go on and share that imagery of someone and an entire story to it. I think that's how real, really good imagery and good photography is is done, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, so, yeah, I think <clears throat> generally, on a rewinding it back up, Wales was the the biggest inspiration for me, big mm. time. It was the place where I was suddenly realised that there was mountains, there was valleys, there was trees, there was you know water crazy w- awesome waterfalls beautiful waterfalls there and you know in the brecon beacons and everything and it just at that point i was like great i'm just gonna do this forever
1: <laughs>
3: mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's really good, and good you know- feeling, it? what's that i was to say it's such a good feeling isn't it? when you know you've done it, you know you've got the shot oh like you, nice you, you get that feeling, you know, you're totally right, man, where you, you get the shot and then you may even get even more better shots that day. But when you know you've got that one shot in your bag, you can just ever, all the pressure of your shoot is just melts away after that.
1: Mm. It's just yeah. like,
3: and you can, just, and then you're like, Oh, you start seeing more and you, you, you start thinking, Oh, well that worked out really well. Why don't I could, Bring this into this next scene, or you start. You just relax a lot, and I think that's mm. that's that's that kind of moment. And I think that's why it's important to go out a lot, because if you don't yeah. go out a lot, you you feel like you've got so much pressure to get pressure. a banger. Yeah, yeah. you stress yeah.
1: yourself out
2: with it, and then Good you're point. Totally. nothing.
1: Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. You
2: have these huge expectations that you need to go out and you need to you need to actually produce content yeah. the day you're out there. And yeah, and if you don't. Yeah, it's, you're not you're not creative at that in that uh, under that pressure.
3: No, uh, you're yeah. not. Your brain's not loose. Your brain's not loose. Like, that's right. And I think sometimes that's that's some of the most important thing is just to be like, oh, I just was walking, and that actually, no matter, yeah, it's not an amazing uh, view right now, but that would mm. make a great picture. And it's like that, yeah, that yeah. kind of like you're relaxed and you're just just scoping things out as you walk around. And I think sometimes that's the, that's just the nature of the beast. So I, th- I would just, I like, I like just going out as much as possible. And don't get me wrong. Like I've spent a long time not going out. So like when I first moved to Canada, for example, I, I felt very conflicted um, about my photography because there's a lot of um, things to learn about that place. And I didn't, mm. I felt I felt like, you know, it's the classic, like, you know, you know your back garden you, as in Wales or whatever, and you know the UK and you know where you can go and get a certain shot. And I've, I felt at that point, I was like doing pretty well, posting shots and was enjoying my photography there. And then I moved to Canada mm. and it was this overwhelmingly large task, which there's fantastic fo- photography and photographers that have taken imagery there before me. And it was like, it was almost like too much pressure for me. At the time, mm, mm. I just was like, "Oh, like I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this place justice." So I, mm-hmm. I just they basically didn't take pictures for the first six months of me being there. I just kind of enjoyed enjoyed Canada in a way. I just went out yeah. hiking and stuff, which was, and my my wife would be like, "You should really bring your camera out." And like looking back on it, I probably should because I saw some amazing <laughs> scenes where I was like, oh... Take a picture on the iPhone, then,
2: is it? Sorry, hey, what did you just say? Your wife said you should bring your camera out with you. Yeah, 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 yeah There's yeah, nothing yeah.
1: wrong in that equation, eh? Hey?
3: What? <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she, Michelle's pretty, pretty supportive of it. Um, she's she's actually God, got, no
2: wonder you moved to the other side of the world, mate. Jeez. Yeah,
3: yeah. she's, she's, she's actually the patience of a saint, you know, trying to set up a two and a half minute long, long exposure. Wow. Pissing, pissing Rain she's she's still still hanging out.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh nice so yeah
1: that me.
3: Ugh. Yeah no she's fair hats off to her she's definitely going to listen to this. Um she has <laughs> she's, she's definitely <laughs> she's definitely helped me out through a lot of those things. So she has been really patient and yeah I think that's honestly is I've just felt very um like there was a lot like as I was hitting out there it's like there's a lot to learn about um, the way that Canada has been formed and what's important about the landscape there and what, what a, you know, what's good place, what's a good thing to photograph in terms of kind of whether it's acceptable and stuff. Cause mm. you know, there's lots, um, the first nations there, it's their land. Um, yeah. and you want to, want to make sure that you're, you're doing things in the right way. Um, so I, I don't, I really don't try to like geotag. I just tag British Columbia. Because I just think that, I don't know, I was wrestling with a lot of kind of, ah, it's hard to describe, but I was wrestling with um, social issues in terms of how I thought my photography would be portrayed. So I felt Mm -hmm, very kind of conscious about posting it. Um, Mm -hmm. So really after that time, after six or six, seven months or so, I started getting into it and I was starting to really kind of find spots that I had I had explored and I hadn't seen pictures of before
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I was like I, I started getting that buzz back you know that kind of like because that's for me is one of my favorite things is to it's good all good go shape shoot a place that's you know legendary because it's got an amazing composition and it gets great weather and you know it's yeah. it, it's it, it's one it it's one of, it's one of the ones to have in your back pocket but <clears throat> I find really find a spot that No, you haven't seen ever a picture of or you you know maybe someone has but i just i I kind of really enjoyed that so i did a lot of hiking and then i was like went to exploit those after that then and so i've been really enjoying doing that just going going and finding some of these huge trees or some of the places in that are actually close to victoria which is the biggest city really on thank well it is the biggest city on vancouver island but mm. there's places just yeah. dotted around which are really close to there if you just want to go off the beaten path a little bit kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, I've been – and it, so that's that's kind of led me to where I am now, really, just kind of enjoying my photography out there and feeling now that I can um, do things appropriately, which is what I'm trying to do. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, because it's beautiful landscape over there. It really is.
3: Yeah. And it's like we were saying on earlier on – is. Who's we just trying
2: to open a bo- a bottle of beer? Really,
3: <laughs> that is me opening a canister. Ah, oh,
2: <laughs> oh, well, people don't. Know. Adam's, Adams just come home. He's he's back in the UK from Canada at the moment, so he's enjoying the 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 uh his his local mm. brew. So mm,
3: the local brew of Stella Artois. Stella Artois.
2: <laughs> yeah. Stella, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Well. Wow. <laughs> is, is it Belgium? Is it Stella yes. Artois?
3: Yeah, it is Belgium. We call it stellar actor yeah. twat.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the one. <laughs> that's my I like more likely, isn't it. <laughs> just before yeah. we move into the next part of uh, of the discussion, Adam, uh, we just want want to announce something exciting about the podcast, guys. Mm. Um, Paul, do you want to do you want to bring this up?
1: Yeah, So basically, we. Um, We've got a sponsor for the podcast, which is great news for us. Mm, And it's uh, a partner that we're all currently working with as well, and that is Case. Case Filters. Um, Case Filters Global have kindly sponsored us um, to keep this uh, podcast running. Mm. So uh, a great thank you goes out to those guys.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Um, we're really, really happy about that. Um, It's it's a great band. It's a great brand that... um, You know, we all endorse and and, and we all use that on field. Um, Yeah, I use them too. You yeah. use case filters too, do you, mate? Yeah. yeah, yeah even better. Way. We
1: couldn't have asked for better, eh?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> First guest on and he uses us. So, yeah.
2: That's, that's, that's the only reason why I actually yeah. invited Adam. <laughs> he, I, he's, he's, he's a, a <laughs> horrible photographer, yeah. but I just thought you, he uses case filters. So we'll get him on. It'd be a good time yeah. to get him on, you know, Exactly. Sure you, you saw, of the podcast being sponsored. You,
3: yeah. You saw, you saw my behind the scenes and like my stories and you're like, I yeah, did. that's it. Yeah. I'm going for it. I yeah,
2: did. I did. Get him on. Get him on. No, I had no idea, Adam, because I mean, you don't advertise any of the stuff. That, actually, the only thing I found out about you is you, you, you use a Canon camera, do you? Yeah, I
3: know. Don't look so disgusted. Yeah. Canon. <laughs> I didn't think people use Canon anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. I they
1: were only good for dial stops.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is good for that. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I, I do, yeah. No, no, I do. I, I, still, yeah, I still use my – I have had it for quite a few years now, uh, Canon 5D Mark Four. Um, right right which is i i know this is the thing like i back in the day i went from a i had the my first camera that like i was saying a digital camera that got me really inspired and i was like that took me so far and then i asked um one of my photographer pals which camera she, i should get and she was a nikon shoot and she was like you should get the d750 and I cheaped out a little bit and I, because I, I already had some Canon lenses, I would bought a Takino 11 to 16. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, because that worked on my, um, my crop sensor, uh, five, uh, Canon f- 550D, I think it is. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just get a Canon 60 and just, you know, migrate some of the lenses over and zoom the 11 to 16 into 16 millimeter and have soft ass corners brilliant um, <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up yeah I ended up shooting Canon and I'm kind of on the fence now is it's it, it, it's it's just a I, I don't know it, it's it's a good camera I, I like the way it, I like the way it feels it's a bit heavy um but um, yeah he's good Heavy's Don't go good.
2: mirrorless. Don't listen to these guys <laughs> with their little tiny pieces of plastic cameras. You might as well just go and buy an iPhone.
3: Yeah. No, I, I
1: like exactly. I like the I like the feel of. I think them, that's disgraceful. I think that's disgraceful. I'm not yeah. going to tolerate that guy <laughs> <That's laughs> right. oh,
2: I'm only really joking. I, I have yeah. to justify the fact that I've got like about 70 kilos of camera gear in my bag.
3: Yeah, it's brutal, man. Like honestly, yeah. I did ha- having taking the extra weight is hard. So I hiked the, with the wife, um, we went and a couple of our really good friends from Vancouver Island. We, we luckily enough got tickets to go do the west coast trail last summer. Oh yeah. 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 So it's, it's pretty well-renowned hike and you, it's, what is it? I don't know. It's like 85, almost 90 kilometers up the coast of, the, um, west coast of Vancouver Island from starting Port Renfrew all the way up to Pachina yeah. Bay. And man carrying all my hiking stuff, camping gear food mm. and my Canon 5D and my my sixteen to thirty-five, my seventy to two hundred and my forty forty mil um pancake which is weighs nothing but anyway but like still mm. that was that was a lot and like I ended up with like a 49 forty eight maybe forty eight pound backpack and <laughs> I remember saying before I just couldn't afford a new camera so I was like I was like, yeah, this is going to be brutal. Everyone's like, just buy a new camera. And these days it's, it's not just, you can't just buy a new camera. Can you? No, no you can't. You get to change so, like, everything. Exactly. It's like a and massive investment. It's, it's a huge investment. It I'm sure you lads are the same as me. It's like, I'm going to research that for four months before I buy it.
1: I'm you going to read, right? I'm
3: <laughs> going to read every single Google review. I'm going to read every, watch every YouTube video on it. And then
1: I'll, cause it's dropping four grand at least.
3: And oh, then you know, you'll watch watch
1: every YouTube video yeah. for the next four months after buying it to make yeah. sure you made
3: Make sure you didn't just ruin yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I mean I would I would really like to um I would I would like to migrate. I just want something smaller um but full frame. And I like the mm. idea of the new that new Nikons, because they've got some smaller lenses, which are really nice. And don't be wrong, I think the new Canon. Yeah, they've got the F four
2: lenses. Yeah. yeah. I'm mm, all about mm. the F4
3: lenses, lads. So, you know, like I, my 70 to mm. 200 is the 7200 F4, the 16 to 35 is the F4L. Um, and then I just shoot that 40 mil 2.8, which is great. And that's what I've had because I didn't take any of my lenses over with me, really. I have loads more mm. lenses in my bag with like the Sigma 50 1.4, but it's so heavy. And like even just any of the fast glass, I was just like, nah, nah. just, I, I'm going to take this, the light gear, to Canada. And really, I haven't, I haven't, honestly, I haven't needed any other lenses. 16 to 35, cool. a 40 mil, like gives you some depth with the 2.8. And then the 70 to 200 mm. F4, like maybe I could chuck in a teleconverter in there, but mm. don't know. Like, honestly, don't know if I need any much. I would like to change though, And because the Canon is beaten up, I've dropped it. I've, yeah, I've scratched the crap out of it. Um, the weather ceiling's starting to go on it. um, that's yeah. primary. Weather sealing? ceiling? What's
1: that? Yeah. <laughs> do you boys, do you boys know about that? Is it <laughs> <laughs> not having Sony, mate? No. Surely it's yeah, all right you know all now. though, Sony, isn't it? Yeah. Sony's yeah. don't tend to have much in the way of weatherproofing, but no. it handles it fine.
3: The early yeah, models. The I, I think hand- I heard that the early models were pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty I think dodgy. The, I think, yeah. They were I, think the the new, ones were. I think the new ones are pretty bang on, aren't they? Yeah. I've like, got my
0: R4 soaking. Yeah. It's
3: been fine. Yeah. 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 Complete, com- no no worries with that. Yeah. I ain't had
1: any trouble with mine, no. And to and be me- fair, the R2, which is what I shoot. That's I've put that through a right rainstorm and didn't mm. even bat an eyelid. Did, so. Yeah, Did you
0: I, had get- an, I had an umbrella out on mine when we went to Scotland. I looked over and
1: I looked over <laughs> and Yeah, and he's pulls, got an
0: umbrella over it, He falls like this, like... <laughs>
1: absolutely pissed on yeah (laughs) wiped off with a towel it was fine
3: that's all right (laughs) because that that, that's that's what you want you know you just want your camera to be able to just go where you go and there's nothing there's nothing more frustrating than that so like i broke one of the i've broken a lot of cameras um i broke my canon 60 on my on my honeymoon you know should be enjoying a nice chill time with a wife watching the sunset in Antigua. No, no, nope, no. Nope. 6D down there trying to get, you know, sunset with a long exposure wave scene. In the sand. In the sand. And it's I uh, just wave, a big wave came up, and uh, like out of nowhere off these rocks and <laughs> just completely soaked the 6D. And, you know, I was like, <laughs> it's, it's going to be okay. And then it's like, nah, it's... Like you just you know, as soon as you get that salt water in there, and any of, you know that lower weather ceiling is just it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, the salt of <coughs> yeah.
2: yeah, these days, if you're an outdoor photographer, you got to have outdoor gear, don't you? <clears throat> there's oh man, no, there's no excuse.
3: No, for, so like yeah. you you really need yeah. it. Like the 5D mm. is good, but there's obviously other cameras with better qualities and stuff. But so like mm. I was actually in your parts when I realised how good the 6 sorry, the the 5D's weather ceiling was. I was in your in in the Dolomites shooting mm-hmm. um oh, what's the one right at the top of the park where you've got the three two the three cliffs that's the
2: trecime, trecime
3: trecime de Lavaredo. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah de yeah. um and I was I said there. more
2: Spanish than it in Italian My uh, ma- yeah. well
3: I, sp- I spent a year and I spent like a year in Spain so that's the, that's oh, there if, you I, go. Do, if there I do you if go. I do if I do anything in anything European it just comes out spanish spanish there you go (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like i I was up there and i was up there with the wife and we were i was like yeah we need to go up there it's like this is the spot like this is the spot and i had so many views of what i was going to get great light sunlight um in the evening because they glow red don't they at the end of the night or the Hmm. end of the sunset sorry and it's just the light catches them and i was like i'm gonna bag that shot i get up there and it's like you're obviously really high up in the Dolomites and there's already, you know, but you you must know it's like the, the weather forecast just says thunderstorms all the time.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah. It that just, it, and that height there always is. Yeah.
3: Every every day at that height, it just says thunderstorms. So you're like, well, hmm. if we if it, if we go by the weather, we're never gonna go out. So we hmm. went out there and <laughs> wife's like, it's getting a bit getting a bit dark up here I'm like just wait I reckon it's good the sun's going to fall behind that cloud just wait let's stay here I'm in the position and then it's like oh no we need to get out of here the wind's picking up it's starting the thunder and Michelle I turned like the thunder car was coming and the um, hail started coming down and it's quite sketchy the area that we were because you've got to the way back to the car park it's like this big like never been seen a scree like it huge scree um of like loose yeah, loose shale
2: yeah well yeah yeah
3: and i'm like taking pictures of this like epic light and hitting it and everything and I turn around the wife's just completely gone and i'm you know when you've been in those moments where you just it's it's kicking off so much that you know oh, you love pro- it. you probably yeah. should turn back but you're <laughs> like i'm just going to stay out here with a metal camera and a metal bits on my tripod amongst the lightning storm.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's I want right. To see what happens. You just wipe, just wipe
3: don't raise it what above your head. Yeah. 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 So I had a few, I had a, that, that place is epic though, man. Gotta say like,
2: I never, never heard, never forget a, a story I heard years ago from, you know, Ted Gord, aren't you, Adam? Um Ted Gore yeah really great mm. he doesn't post any- anymore which is a shame because he doesn't photo- he doesn't photograph anymore mate that's probably why mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah really he, really he, uh,
3: talented photographer
2: well you know he was he was one of the you know the the let's say the first sort of photographers yeah um who started using you know luminosity masks and things like that he mm. for me he was probably um one of the reasons why I decided to sort of step up my game in digital photography probably about mm. six, seven years ago now because mm-hmm. of his work, um, brilliant photographer. He was he was up uh, at the Trecime uh, on a workshop, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably, yeah, around that time, six, seven years ago. And apparently when he was up there, there was a storm coming in and there was lightning in the distance. And he said it was totally packed, full of people. Yep. And then listen, some, just everyone started running and left. He was right on top of the peak. And I don't know if you've been there, but there's like a little cave. Have yeah, there's a that cave- little tiny cave? Yeah. I, was,
3: I didn't make it because the storm came in too quick, but that cave that looks back at them, yeah. Mm. yeah. So
2: he sort of sat back in there and just said, no, I'm not going anywhere and stayed there. And hell broke loose. Oh, bet, That guy, yeah. if you go onto his Instagram webpage, if you scroll down, you'll see it from a few years ago now. He's mm. actually got three lavared or those three peaks in a storm mm. with freaking lightning strike going bang, straight no, on top of the mountain.
3: Right on top of the mountain there. Yeah. And like just an amazing that, moment. Sometimes that's what it takes, isn't it? You know? Just weather the <laughs> just weather the storm. Just don't yeah. get don't get too scared and just say, you know what, stuff it, I'm just gonna Bring stay out. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Right. That, that's that's what I've been str- I was initially struggling with here in Canada is the, the sketch of the, the wildlife.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know exactly what you, 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 know mean. What you mean. You know, you know <laughs> you what mean, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you hear a cracking branch behind you. Oh, You're yeah, just about you just to shit yourself. Well, cause, <laughs> oh, really?
3: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, my wife's from Vancouver Island, so she's she's kind of woken up here. Woken up? She's She's been brought up here, so you kind of get used to it, I suppose, with this, like, oh, yeah, there's bears and there's cougars mm. around, but whatever, it's yeah. fine. and. Mm. Coming from the UK, where you know a, a fox, is, a fox is like the worst thing. Actually, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to cut. Ca- you wouldn't want to corner a badger, but like you know, yeah. if you don't corner a badger, you're actually okay. Um,
1: yeah, well, cornering a bear is a slightly different thing. <laughs> no, it
3: certainly is. Yeah. Oh mate, and that kind of that was for me a big thing was getting over that sketch. Um, so yeah, because it because because it, it's a real sketch, but you know the on the island there's only black bears here supposedly yeah supposedly i so still... do you find
1: yourself wandering walking around saying hey bear hey bear." i, I do
3: i do yeah <laughs> I, I do. I, and yeah so to kind of like counteract that because i wanted to be able to like i did with whales just be like stuff it. i'm just going to hike for ages or whatever i'm going to get up at when it when and start hiking when it's dark <clears throat> i'm terrible in the dark anyway even whales i would be like thinking of thinking someone's going to get me or something, you know, just sketching <laughs> out. Someone's going to get me here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then I turn it into Canada and then it's like, okay, going. the idea of going for a hike in the morning before the sunrise and hiking through the forest was, is actually terrifying. So I was like, I need to, I need, I want to be able to take pictures here and that's what it requires. So I had to kind of get over my fear a little bit. So yeah. I, yeah. so I, the first summer I was there, I did a, and it was COVID. And I, yeah, I shouldn't have been traveling, but I drove up to the Strathcona and I did a few like overnight solo hikes just to kind of yeah. with my camera, just to get kind of get myself settled a little bit. And you know, you, you read the signs and it's like, Oh, there's a bear in the area or you're in cougar country. And you're like, Yep, yeah, don't worry. I've read, read everything. I know exactly how to act when I see a bear or a cougar. And then you, when you do see a bear it's it's hell of a lot different than what you expect it <laughs> to be like like yeah. so I, when i was out in the Strathcona, i hiked all the way up to um this place called cream lake which is a beautiful views like um this uh glacier fed um lake so it's like oh, bright turquoise lake and at that point i realized how big vancouver island was so i kind of got to the crest of a, crest of kind of a mountain as I'm looking down to the valley where there's Cream Lake and I looked all the way south to my right-hand side and it just peaks after peaks after peaks with snow-capped mountains and I was like, had a real sudden appreciation of how vast Vancouver Island was in itself. Um, And it's just like, I suddenly realized, I was like, well, COVID's a thing. Maybe I don't need to actually go off to Banff to find these iconic shots of you know all the lakes there and everything which i mm. probably will do eventually but i suddenly was had that real moment of ah oh, mad inspired now to explore yeah. this place and see there's loads of more potential out there that hasn't been dug into um mm-hmm. but it was it was those it was that hike where i actually saw a bear and i was like it was i'd stayed at cream lake trying to wait for some late late, late night light and it didn't work and i was like okay i'll Bounce back down to my campsite, which i had hiked, you know, hiked is about at that point. It's a, The campsite's about a thousand meters up. And I was like, oh, hike back down.
2: <laughs> and you were on your own, were you, at this, at this stage, were you? Yeah,
3: or- yeah, completely on my own. Like, the, the sun's starting to set. Most of the hike, day hikers had all gone back, and I was just waiting for the light, and then it didn't happen. So, you know, that moment when you're like, okay, fine. Giving
2: up on Did you like a bayonet <laughs> attached onto your tripod when you're walking through the.
3: I'm basically carrying my tripod with its uh fully cranked down, tight uh, ball head, so I'm ready to ready to smack something with my tripod head. Uh, <laughs> it is what, scary. What tripod have you got, mate? It's a one of those um Siriu... Siriu? Siri, Sorry, I knew you were going to correct me because I heard you talking about these ones on the podcast before. I would never say it right. <laughs>
2: how, how do you say it? If they're going to spell it that way, it's their fault, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it is. I always—is it not Siriu? It's Sirié. It's suray. Yeah, suray. The Chinese. Okay. It's a Chinese. I forget what word it is in Chinese, yeah. but yeah, suray, Yeah. Yeah,
3: I don't typically like. Usually, I would. I actually rate that tripod. It's it's a mm. it's actually a really good tripod, and the ball head on it has been really really good. Mm. Um, it's light it's there's probably better tripods but i didn't want to I, I was kind of skimping and saving at that point that's never good with a tripod but that was seemed like i got a really good quality tripod with good carbon fiber and a, a good ball head for the price so i was like you know what i'll go for it um yeah. one of the guys on instagram actually recommended it to me um hans
1: gurak Sunday? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hans. Lo- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love I Hans. It,
3: his work is amazing. And I was just like, we've yeah. been following for each other for a long time. And then he, I asked him, I was like, watch what are you using? And he's like, that was what I've bought. And I was like, well, sweet. Um, if you're using it, then
2: I'm down. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got into this, does he actually test it on a bear though?
3: No, he doesn't test it on a bear. No, no. He doesn't test it on bears, no. No, he, no. Yeah. So that, maybe I should have maybe I should have asked him or asked ask the Canadian whoever is this be, is this like good enough to knock a bear out? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you can you only you can only use a Gitzo tripod at the end of the day, wouldn't you, to yeah. knock out a bear? No, you need that. Yeah, you need you something that's reliable. Yeah, it's, a,
3: it, it's it's at least four bears proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So so like, I reckon if I reckon if you hit a bloody bear in the head with a Velbon tripod, they'd probably look at you <laughs> and say, are "You serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's that?" But well, yeah, a they toothache. would. <laughs> and, that, and that's
3: the and, and that's the scary thing about bears is that they they are just an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Whether whether mm. it's a, you know whether it's a black bear, whether it's you know all of the be- all bears are e- extremely tough. Um, so. That's the thing. that Cougars kind of scared me a little bit, but I don't think... I don't know. A cougar cougar is going to take your kid or you take your dog.
1: So just a quick interruption, because we have a giveaway this week from Carl from Valorit Photography Gloves. If you remember, he was on last week. So his giveaway questions to win a pair of lovely gloves is... What game does Cal play early in the morning? Announcing the winners either on our social media channels as well as the next podcast as well. So stay tuned, guys, and good luck. From what I read. Oh, okay, uh, that's nice.
2: Yeah, Yeah. they hunt
1: you. They they hunt you, don't they? They they, they hunt you and track you, but they don't really. They very rarely attack you. Yeah, I think Mm. they're more. They're more kind of scared of your
3: of of you hurting their eyes. Like you know, Mm. like a big cat would be would be freaked out if it was. If if you like 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 your home cat, if you yeah, it might like grout like have a you know bad time with you. But if you if you go at that cat, it's going to run off. Whereas yeah, uh, whereas yeah. a bear, whereas a bear, if it if it turns on you, there's not really much you can do. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of why I was the real sketch mode came from was just bumping into a bear. So you d- yeah, I did totally do that walking around canada hey mr bear hey, bear. <laughs> hey and, bear. <laughs> yeah and i had i had a, I had a I had, walking down from that mountainside back to my, get to my tent i actually did have a sighting i was like there was a family in front of me about maybe 150 yards and they were scooting down the Howell hill pretty quick and oh, for I, sake. <laughs> I, I was kind of sketched out a little bit so i was like hurrying down and then i came around the corner and the, they had slowed up a bit, and then. I came around the corner and made some noises. I was skidding round and the, the dad of the family turned around and was like, bloody hell, oh, in a Canadian accent, bloody hell, oh, you scared the crap out of me. And I was like, oh, well, it's all good. And then, I, then I kind of felt a little bit awkward. So I was like, maybe I should just, cause it's COVID. I was just like, hang back a bit, mm. And I hung back a bit. And then you get into a bit more photography, don't you? You're like, oh, the light's actually quite nice over this side of the mountain. And then I started taking some pictures of this like tree down in the lake, looking down on it from above. And I suddenly I looked to my right hand side and I was like, hmm, that's that, that whole tree slash bush thing is just rustling. And <coughs> then I realized I was like, oh, it's, there's a whole, it's a bear was behind the tree. Like just not, obviously it wasn't, didn't care about me, but it was just on its hind legs. So I could see this kind of like shape through the tree And then i i'd never really seen one so close up and i realized how how big those those animals are and yeah it was it was quite a moment where i was like well you have gone hiking in the mountains in summer where there's loads of berries and stuff and you are going to see them and it was Mm. kind of maybe what i needed i needed to kind of freak myself out and then realize that if you're not if if you're not if you're being careful and you you hide you you stashing your food in the bear traps and stuff then you actually mm. you you're not you're not actually that in danger mm. so that was that was a really that was a good turning point for me actually in canada was wow. that realization that it's nice. like you know you're not you're not going to die every time you go out the door
1: mm.
2: <laughs> no god it's, it's crazy, crazy isn't a sasquatch
1: it a squatch instead of a black bear
2: yeah. It's, it's just it's, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> hear, to hear stories about, you know, what, what our photographic experiences are like. You know, if I'm in Italy, I'm going to, you know, the, the, the my biggest risk is someone's going to throw a leg of lamb at me for, yes. you know, being on their property while I'm taking a photo. Some <laughs> old lady's going to be like, you get off my property. Boom, and throw, you know, some yeah, shoes at me or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are fighting with bears. Crazy, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's the thing, mm. I suppose, is, If you are wherever you are, you've just got to, um, kind of appreciate that if you are out doing landscape photography, then you can leave yourself in a pretty dangerous situation, whether it's a Mm. lightning storm up the mountains or whether it's, um, you push yourself a little bit too far and you trying to get yourself in the river to take a nice long exposure shot. Mm, You know, you just got to be careful out there because it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of people that do get themselves in trouble.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely.
0: It's like when I um, used to, when I lived in Cornwall for about eight years. It was, I was absolutely spastic on surfing, and yeah. I'd go before work, after work, all weekend. And um, the good spots were over rocks or off of a point in the morning mm. or in the evening when no one's there.
1: Mm.
0: Quite often, I'd be out there and I'd be like, you start getting that sort of dirt and dirt and. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not Cape Town, I'm all right, but you still think you're gonna get in my shark, or well, yeah, they do get him out that way as well, don't they? I've heard reports yeah, they do, yeah, but yeah. he's generally a drunk fisherman, um, just before summer,
1: <laughs> um, he, hasn't, he hasn't
0: caught nothing all, all winter and he needs a paycheck, so uh, but yeah, but yeah, you still get that feeling, you know, totally, but yeah, but if you're not out there when when you need to be, you're not gonna get the best wave or the best picture or
1: mm. that's right you're totally
3: right and that's like when the weather is not great that's actually when you want to be out taking pictures mm. you know and that's yeah i don't know it's it, you just got to be careful like i've got myself in some pretty dangerous situations in wales just taking pictures i was addicted to trying to find this one waterfall in the bre in the in waterfall country there in brecon beacons mm. And there, it's. I went there. I went there one time before by myself, and I couldn't find it. So I felt really, like, really. I was like, "Oh, I've got to, got to go back. I've got to go back and find it this time." So I researched it again, went back with a wife, and it, I pushed it too far. Like I, I left her on one side of the river, and I, I had to cross the river like with my camera and my backpack, you know, you're stepping over. Like I didn't have wellies on, just shoes. You're like, all right, whatever, just get amongst the river. I had to do two mm. two river crossings to get to this certain point. And then the the trail went up to the right-hand side and I could see this river and it's quite a steep ravine. Sorry, I could see the uh, waterfall and I could see it at the end of this kind of ravine. I was like, okay, I'll take the footpath up. And I hiked up this and I was about maybe 50 metres above um, – where the water was and it's quite st- really steep. It's like really, really steep and it was autumn. So there was a lot of leaves on the trail. And I just got to this one point at the trail where my body wouldn't let me go any further. And I was like looking <laughs> like, I had looked down to my left hand side and it was, I, it's like that, um, you as a doctor, you'll understand this, Is it, isn't it like you get to a point where your balance, your, your ear and your eyes are all out of, it's like you've looked down and then there's something in your brain that's like just shuts you down. It stops you walking. Like you, I had the fear big time.
2: <laughs> and it's <laughs> called, cool, cool, yeah, I, it's called intelligence, yeah. isn't it? In the, the day, just oh like, yeah, gone too far. And there's no science behind it. You just stuffed up big time, mate. Big time. <laughs> and,
3: and I was like, one, I had one fear in front of the other, and I was like, if I, I knew if I took one more step. I would just slip out on these like really wet, um, that, like the path, for example, wasn't a proper path. It was kind of an old path that had sloughed away. So there was a bit of a landslide yeah. and everything. So that it, and I just was stuck there. for. And I, I, I even thought to myself, even if I try and turn around and walk back, I'm going to slip and fall to my death. And then I just thought of my wife that I'd left back like, two river crossings back, about a mile back down the river. And I was like, yeah, this is this is, this is is a pretty crap situation right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I literally was – I was frozen trying to work out how I'm going to get out of this situation because there wasn't any, like, trees around me to hold on to. I was just – realized that I had gone to the end of what I think my feet could help to, like, keep me up. So I turned mm. around. Eventually, I was like, I'm just going to – walk instead of turning around either way, I'm just going to step back. like put myself fully in reverse. And I just, as soon as I got back after those, that one, t- about 10 feet, just sat down and was like, it's just not worth it sometimes, you know, like photography is great and the chasing it's great, but like, sometimes you can really, really go a bit too far because of your passion to get that shot. Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, passion takes
3: the love for your yeah. wife yeah exactly exactly
1: <laughs> yeah who <laughs> you're
0: thinking about is how savage your missus is going to be when that car yeah. went back yeah <laughs>
2: meanwhile meanwhile your wife's on the other side of the river patting a fox yeah, yeah she's having, having a great having a great time
3: yeah just just the chase the chase of the long exposures you just get addicted uh, to her man Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you
1: take you take after me because you seem to love water as much as I do. So any excuse to get water in a scene, and and you're there. Yeah.
2: Waterfalls are so dangerous because obviously with waterfalls, wouldn't you get slippery rocks? I don't know how many times you guys have fallen over. Oh, mate. It's, me- oh, and, it's and the bad. funny thing is, one well, of the funny thing is when you fall over in a waterfall or on a slippery rocks close to a waterfall. What do you do? You fall flat on your back, but you got your camera up in the air. It's yeah. Oh yeah, that last ditched, like, like, ho- you- last ditch, hold your camera up. Isn't like that you- isn't that sick? That <laughs> sick. I mean, when you think about a photographer's natural instinct, it's actually embedded into our head. First thing, yeah. save the camera. Save the camera. <laughs> like I don't care if I'm going to be paralyzed for life, but as long as I don't break my camera, and you stick yeah. it up in the air, it's like the yeah. first instinct. It's it sickening, is. isn't it? It is, isn't it? It
3: is. It's terrible. You're just like <laughs> it is exactly that. You're like, oh, your legs are gone, and yeah, just yeah. hold your camera up. Doesn't matter about you clipping your head on a jagged rock. In, in the in the Brecon Beacons and no one's around, it's uh, fine. Your camera's dry.
1: <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> it's like I'm looking I'm looking at a picture of uh, Englishman River Falls now mm. on Instagram, and mm. that's a prime example. If you oh, take wrong one wrong move, <laughs> oh. you plummet into an abyss of darkness that you don't even see the bottom of. Oh, that that bit
3: <laughs> is sketchy as well because it's totally it sucks is. you in through that deep ravine there. And there's, yeah, a, water, there's a waterfall at the end, so like it's all waterfall. It's hard to describe, but it's all waterfalls from that view. It's all waterfalls with a river flowing down, uh, like yeah. a, a like a re- Dixie steep ravine that's about maybe a meter wide. And when it yeah. rains pretty really hard, there's so much water getting sucked oh, down.
2: Sounds awesome.
1: It's mm. amazing. It's a really cool spot, but it's like yeah. it's, it's definitely dangerous. Ritual. You just yeah. can't see the bottom. You just nah. there's a certain point of it; it just disappears and it just goes black. Oh, so <laughs> totally. Yeah, and, I mean, this is the thing. Like, there's you got
3: dangerous spots like that, but there's there's dangerous spots all over, like all over the UK as well. Like, you know, yeah, it, sure. it, it's people get <clears> sucked. It, I think that I saw a really good account where it was like uh people taking pictures of photographers that have gone to the extra length to get the shot, oh, and it yeah. is absolutely hilarious seeing the. You know the positions that photographers have gone in, put themselves in to get that shot, and you're like, "How are you getting out there, mate?
1: What are you doing?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm,
3: mm. So yeah, no, it's I, I, I've really it's, it's like fine balance between pushing it a little bit too far, and then you've gone way too far, and now you now you you're in the middle of nowhere, and you haven't. You know, it's just it's just a good idea to research everything about the place as much as you can before you go there um, for sure definitely, definitely and check the weather because like one of the create one of the wildest places of actually being the bad weather was down on the um down on the british coast there down in um yeah down on the, it was not the it's like north dorset down there the, oh yeah the, it's just the the way that the waves came in you can get swept out like I've never been to Iceland or anything, so I haven't really got anything to kinda of liken that to. But mm. some of the when you're down in those parts of the UK, you get some pretty dangerous places to go shoot, man.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So what actually took you to Vancouver Island? Mm. What actually um, took you there?
3: Um My wife. We, mm. we we lived we lived here in the UK for quite a bit, actually. She lived here for three or four years and I'd I'd lived already in Canada for a year and we just were like we always thought when we first met each other we're always chatting we're like we're we're gonna we're gonna move to Vancouver Island because it's beautiful out there there's loads of space good healthcare, good schools Mm. um Uh and that was that was the thing like I've got lots of family here which is you know it's hard being out there and I'm sure you you understand that as well you know when you're yeah, you're away for a while and it's niece and nephew, you know, they're growing up and stuff. So there's there's that kind mm. of aspect of it for me. But yeah, for yeah. for us it was it was um the easy access to the outdoors and um the quality of life that we could have out there. And mm. right. Me me being into photography, I was like, Yes. I want to move. In
1: Canada. <laughs> yeah.
2: so that's why I live in Italy because the wine's cheap. The wines, um, the, wine's <laughs> cheap. the
3: wines, cheap. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
2: you can get a bottle of wine for you know three quid. You can get yourself a bottle of wine that'll cost twenty anywhere else. So I'm happy every day. I just get stuck into the wine. No, nah, I just- oh, try <laughs> to.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nah. nah,
2: it's nah. Uh, like, it's
3: it, it's good. To, it is good, I think, in some way to live in a. You, I mean, you live in a foreign, completely foreign country where they don't speak English at all, and yeah. I mean that comes with yeah. its own challenge. Um, do you they do speak? They speak Australian,
2: though. They speak Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah? Yeah, they speak Australian, though. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely,
2: yeah, definitely going from Canada to the to the UK. You do have your your challenges with um, you know um, being far away from home, but culturally, mm. Mm. it's not that different. I mean, that's yeah. one thing I found. I mean, I moved from Australia to the UK when I was quite young. I was about twenty two at the time when that happened. Yeah. And for me there was no big difference. The only difference is when I went to the UK, people didn't talk to you. Hmm. Like when yeah, you when normal. you walk on the straight in this uh, uh, in Australia, you could be walking anywhere, everyone's like, you know, mate, how are ya? Yeah, good, nice day and lovely weather. What have you been up to? And you go, Who's like this bloke? What's he want to know what I'm up to? And then you go over to the UK <laughs> and everyone ignores you. And you're like, Okay, well that's the difference yep. over here, but
3: Yeah yeah, they totally yeah, over
2: here, every, everything's different. The only the only similar thing between, you know, Australia and Italy is they've got television. That's about it. <laughs> um, everything else was completely different, especially when I moved over here because we didn't even really – internet was only just starting out, so wasn't much mm. access to technology. And, mm. you know, everything was Italian nonstop. Yeah, if mm. you
3: say – you lived over there for quite
2: a while then. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, since 2003. Blimey. Yeah. Yep. So do you speak My Italian? Bugger. <laughs> Apparently, people answer me back, and I just kind of understand what they say. And I, I that, do. That, I do work in a hospital, and I must be doing something right because all the children are still alive. So <laughs> <laughs> something good. He just he just swears a lot, and they get the hang of that
1: pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, well. Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the only thing I, just, I understood
0: when I moved to Cornwall was the swearing. Yeah, you, just,
3: you understand a whole different level of swearing when you move to Cornwall, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you must have heard of Jeffro, Jeffro you know, the comedian. Um, you've not heard of him? Nah.
0: He talks like you know. You seen? Have you seen Hot Fuzz?
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You no, know the know. old
0: dude with all the guns that just makes you, noises.
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what. They,
0: that's how they talk. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> right. So, yeah. Man, like, how is that is, how is it? it? How do they talk? Go on, do do an impersonation for us. Yeah, Tom, in,
0: it, come on, Tom, we'll hear it. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can't, I can't, I can't see. It's yes, just you all can. noises. It's all noises well, and slang and you know, like Celtic. They chuck the old Celtic bit of Celtic in there, and it it's, they talk about three different languages like all in the same sentence. A thousand mile an hour, and it's just like what? What do you want about, mate? Just but yeah, you get used to. it. You just pick up bits of word. You just you pick up words, I suppose, don't you? Well, you obviously know oh, what it's like.
2: What's it like? Like dead horse tomato sauce, stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, or huh? Yeah, no, yeah, it's like, like um,
0: they say, like Dunham and uh, where you where you been to, and, and
1: all this. Where, like, you <laughs> where you been to? Where you been to? Sounds um, like Welsh. Yeah,
0: it sounds it was, like. Yeah, they, it, Everything ends up in like Dunham. Uh, where you been to Dunham? And I'm like, what? Okay. Where's Dunham. Dunham. Where's Dunham? I yeah. would not mean wherever been? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll never forget when uh oh, yeah, it would have been yeah, a good twenty years ago now. Uh, with a few with a few friends of mine when we lived in London, we went to, to Dublin for the weekend. Thought we'll go we'll go to Temple Bar. And and you know, Temple Bar in Dublin, you know, where the main sort of all the yeah, pubs Yeah, I've heard are. of it. We'll go and have spend a weekend there with a few friends and, and live it up for the weekend. And I remember, because my wife was Mivy and she would only just started learning English, basically. The poor girl, she learned English off me. so, so like, oh. <laughs> She doesn't stand much of a chance, God does she? she? No, she doesn't. No, no, no. Oh, does, she, does, she, does she
3: talk with an Australian accent?
2: Oh, it, no, it's just, she, doesn't talk with, she doesn't have an Australian accent. She's got this weird Italian sort of French. I don't know. It's a mid. It's very, very weird. But all, everything she says is she constructs everything in Australian phrases. Oh, yeah. Like I remember when she worked in Australia for a few years and, you know, like the CEO of the company said to her one day, how are you? And she said, oh, I'm buggered. <laughs> she actually <laughs> didn't know how to tell the CEO that she was tired, or she was exhausted, or she had a hard weekend. Or now I'm bugging <laughs> yeah, she fault. learned from all she learned fault. from
1: the best, mate. She learned from yeah, the best.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, we go to Dublin for the weekend. I remember these blokes in this in this pub in Dublin. And they're all the Irish guys in there, and they were all drunk off their face. And we walked out of the pub, and the, one of the these. Couple of blokes come up to me, and Barbara said, "What did they say?" And I said, "I've got no bloody idea. I didn't understand one word." And I thought this is the same. This is the same English language, you know. Like, so for me, to end of the day, yeah, Italian was very easy to learn. Yeah, just, it just it was another language. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I just
3: that's good, man. Because like, I, I don't know about yeah, you and you other guys here, but I do not have the head for languages at all. No, nice. me neither. Yeah, like being born in England and I struggle moon. with English.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: But you can speak if you if you just go a little bit further north, you can just just be Scottish as well, can't you? As well.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm half Scottish anyway. So <laughs> yeah, go. same here. I'm half oh, Scottish right. as well. Yeah. Oh, I can see you why you boys want to Scottish. Yeah. 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 Hmm? yeah. Uh, my dad my... was a Scot. Ah. My dad was a Scot. Jeez, nice. Yeah.
3: I, my grandma was from Scotland. Does that make me Scottish?
1: Yeah, somewhere along yeah, the line, quite <laughs> Scottish, probably.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it's weird because when I moved to moved to um, Wales when I was like eight, I'm I'm dyslexic as well, so I was already already struggling to s- spell and read English, and then get to Wales, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the worst combination ever, isn't it? What the Letty? I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was getting it, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it?
0: Well, and mate, how,
2: how different is Welsh and English? Oh, no, mate, oh he's not man, have well, you well, not seen the well, road
0: signs? No. Holy shit. Yeah, they were, no. not, they were no, but, not making them signs, mate.
2: I keep yeah. telling you guys we're going to go to Snowdon, yeah? You? You mate, know? you've got to
3: go to Snowdone. Mate, honestly, hey. Welsh looks like Elvish written. That, it, yeah. it looks like Elvish written. Um, you, and you've never North seen Wales, bigger road like signs them. in your life. Yeah, no, it's like um, it's it's amazing. But you know, I grew up in Y Valley, which is some parts for Welsh and whatever. So I grew up in a place called Clandogo. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Clan uh, Clandogo,
2: double L. Clind- beginning Clandogo.
3: Yeah. So you mm. say with a double L. Yeah, okay, Clan. Clan. Everyone's going to murder me for saying that now. You know, it's not the, <laughs> not the proper pronunciation, but like. <clears throat> Honestly, trying to learn how to, because it was compulsory in school, trying to learn how to write Welsh after I was already struggling with English. That was, that was hell of a challenge.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I went, I went up to, um, I stayed with Dave Griff a couple of times, uh, in, mm. in Snowdonia on, on Langwell Island. Is it, is it Clangwell Island? That's the same oh, thing. What? It's a double L, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Right at the top. Yeah.
0: And, um, mm-hmm. some, some of the times he'd rattle his names off to me and I'm like, no. Nah he's just showing off this bloke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just made that up. Yeah, that's not right.
3: That's not you know. right. No, it's, no. it's, it's, it's nuts. And like, you know, Wales is, Wales is a pretty, like, I, there was part of Snowdonia that really kind of captured me was I kind of got wind that, um, Tolkien from, who wrote the Lord of the Rings was inspired. Yeah. Like, Mordor was inspired by, uh, North, like North Snowdon, mm. Snowdonia in general. And I was just like, mm. <clears throat> and then so there was load. There's so much like um, old Celtic um, history that I think's actually been lost throughout the years up there. Yeah, yeah um, because sure. the whole thing, you know, whether you believe it or not, you, you know, stories of um, uh, Merlin and you know, there's a reason why we've got dragons on our flag and stuff. And you know, not that I believe mm. in dragons, but there's there's parts of Wales which have well, and a lot of Wales is. Is full of this kind of like folklore and stuff. And I just found mm. that really, really interesting as well. Um, mm. Up there is a kind of, cause you kind of do get that feeling like if when you are up there, this, these kind of jagged, jagged kind of barren, misty, rainy, snowy, um, landscape is it's really oh, quite it. really quite amazing this real you honestly medieval start,
2: type of presence about everything mm, yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah more it like, it's
3: more like scotland isn't it than it, it
2: is than, yeah. than
0: the lake the lakes is very sort of lush and green and, and easy on yeah. the eye where
3: snowden's a bit more rugged i find it's, mm. yeah totally snowden's like a little bit more jagged whereas the lakes is kind of big bluffs that pop up and then you mm. have like you have more of a plateau and then it it goes up again, whereas Wales is a lot of slate and mm. angles and this kind of like. Oh, no, re- loving it! It's really cool. It's a good spot. Like, and I, I, I would wholly, um, highly recommend anyone go for. A, don't actually don't do Snowdon. Go explore the nice. other parts of other parts of Snowdonia. There's so many amazing spots there. Like um, this place you might have seen pictures of it on Instagram or, or social media or on the internet. The um, place called Fairy Glen
1: yeah yes. have you seen, have you seen yeah. pictures
3: yeah, of this place? Yeah, yeah, and like I never managed right. to get never managed to get the photograph that I wanted is you, the right time of year you can get the sun rising up up the glen like up that little that little spot there and it's a few people I see have really nailed that shot and it's like misty and there's these trees that are over it and the water's yeah. coming towards you this beautiful it's got it always has bubbles in the water so whether you want to shoot it um mm. slow exposure or like a long exposure or if you want to shoot it fast, you can get a totally different yeah. look to your shop um, but it's just got these like and in an autumn as well it's got these beautiful colors above it and everything it's so amazing spots and there's so many people i mean I heard when I was reading that through lockdown that it was like the busiest place in the uk Mount snowden because so mm, many people yeah. were like yeah, oh'm ridiculous just- <laughs> who were just parking yeah, up parking up on the side of the road where they shouldn't and just like, you know, on both sides. Mm. Um oh, yeah, which, is, which is mad. But I can totally understand why yeah. people wanted to get out. Like I did the same mm. thing, but it's just less people where I where I was. But yeah, like
1: yeah.
3: It, there's so many places to Wales which I feel are just really untouched. Like <clears throat> even if you go like if you go to Pembrokeshire as well, like all mm. the the coastline there, you get this like really um great experience of the atlantic swell crashing up against mm. these huge huge cliffs incredibly like photogenic but you don't see so many photographs of this place and it's I, 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 I always i always wondered that why 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 not and it's for, i always mm, find penwickshire very
0: similar to looking to cornwall it is we, yeah we used to go there sometimes if you fancied when i was really young if you fancied a mix-up like know, like, said of going to cornwall we'd go there Mm, and I always found a race very similar Mm. to Comboges better
1: (laughs) yeah
3: you um, get these like the the like the 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 rolling hills aspect of it you know a little bit monotonous in terms of um, photographic
2: opportunities
3: but then when you get to the coast like you've got these huge cliffs and they're in the right in the right conditions you got this huge like massive waves crashing up against them and stuff and it's there's so many kind of um opportunities there whether you're you know you got to be pretty careful but you know the cliffs there and high winds can, can get definitely get pretty sketchy but the, it, it's it's pretty epic like it kind of yeah. like parts parts of it remind me of like what you see i've never been to the spot but like the place in Ireland is it the Cliffs of Mahore or something like that yeah it yeah it reminds me of that where you get these like long expanse of 100 foot cliffs with these huge waves crashing up against it with these kind of bright green fields off it and stuff so it's 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 a, it's a really cool spot like I so so lucky to have had the opportunity to like explore that place and just kind mm. of have it as a because it's it's kind of small isn't it well so you can bop around yeah yeah you can you can yeah. you can you can try from I drive from my place where I lived to North Snowdon in well Snowdonia in like 2 hours just under if you put your foot down and that that well, sounds great. like
2: a plan <laughs> definitely when when lockdown is is you know when when covid is finally over or oh, yeah. we're, we're allowed to travel again freely everyone'll yeah. go back to the pubs yeah and that's just yeah. when we will go out and photograph while no one else is out there and you, and you yeah, lads yeah. Uh, you dad, you <laughs> lads are,
3: you lads are planning a bit of a trip to go around you? Something like that as
2: well. Wow, we, yeah, we well, actually planned Tuscany for January, but I, th- that's yeah. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The now. cases are just too high at the moment. It's not worth it. It's mm. not worth the risk, is mm. it? Really? For no. you've got two for, or
1: three, two or three trips planned, but I think they're all going to have to go on the back burner, aren't they? For the yeah, minute. look, yeah. let's
2: hope sort of into the new year, into early spring. We're yeah. we're quite keen to get out on on field together and
1: yeah.
2: and get some stuff done. It'd be is great it? to be able to to be able to, um, you know, the fact that I'm I'm in Italy too, and you know these guys are over mm. in the UK to actually, you mm. know, exchange exchange experiences too for you know workshops in the future and things. We've got yeah, you know definitely. It's um what's on our doorstep on on you know both sides of Europe is. It's really really good you know it's places exce- like about yeah. where you talk about you know in in Wales like mm. an experience in 2 hours drive from Rome and no one mm. knows about these places so mm.
3: and i think that's Definitely. what it's all, like i think that's <coughs> that's what it's about because it, we love we all love going and taking pictures of a place that everyone's seen before because you know before you get there you know what you're going to expect in a certain sense and you also know like if you geotag it, it's it, and it's a good shot of it. It's 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 going to blow up on social media because it's mm-hmm. a re, it's a shot that people, lots of people that aren't photographers <laughs> go there and they have a connection with because they've been there because it's mm. a tourist attraction. But the, oh, I not know. There's there's such you got to you know there's certain pride in and enjoyment. And excitement in finding those places which haven't been shot before, and then people are like, yeah. "Where is yeah, that? Definitely. Where is
1: that?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah. should I mm. tell them?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't bl- it doesn't blow up as much for you, but I think there's more self satisfaction uh, in taking them. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think it's all about the learning process too. At the end of the day, I mean, I, I always talk to it. It's you know, photography is a lot like music. You know, when you I can remember when I first picked up a guitar mm. when I was you know a young teenager. And I started learning Jimi Hendrix riffs, didn't I?
1: And then from there, I
2: started writing my own music. (laughs) And I think photography is the same thing. Um, Yeah,
1: definitely. You know,
2: you start as a musician and then you realize you're (laughs) crap at music and you become a photographer. No, just joking. (laughs) (laughs) you'd be surprised how many photographers were musicians by the way yeah. i know there's um, loads of
3: us yeah. there's loads of us have you, um, not, have you not if you not tried getting your guitar out on the on the podcast here and giving it all to the listeners
2: I mean, uh, oh no <laughs> there, there's seven people that listen to it mate. i don't want to lose all of them <laughs> um i've no, already had to
1: tolerate his bad jokes for god's sake i mean don't make it worse
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I entertain myself. That's the most important thing. If no one listens to us, who cares? As long as I entertain myself. Um, that's, that's all that matters, yeah. No, really? seriously. I mean, you know, like when we see these iconic places, obviously, you know, if we're in that learning phase of photography, we we use that as something to try and copy, you know. We see yeah. a photo of Tretjime, like you said. We see Ted Gore take a photo of mm. Tretjime. So what do we do? We go there and we want to take it mm. like he did because we're learning and we want to be good like he is. But once you you've passed that learning process and you're more independent in your creativity and your your photography craft, you then try and create something for yourself, and that's the stage when you try to start looking for locations on your own and mm. And, mm. and and new concepts. Yeah, mm. and so, like th- I think
3: that's I think that's the thing is like I've I've never done and I I probably should have back in the day, but I've never I've never been on a workshop and I think you would benefit a lot from going on a workshop
2: mm. in hindsight
3: because in yeah. um, I've made so many mistakes and I still make mistakes today I was like you know just taking pictures of the wife out by in Benny here and it was actually really good conditions it was like, found these um beautiful old beech trees like really really old Um after by the side of this clear cut and I actually ended up getting some pretty good light but I just I, I just was like trying to rush it and then I look back and I'd forgotten that I had like had my ISO it was at like 1600 and I just didn't even need yeah. it. To, I didn't even need it to be. And I was just, it, I, it's weird. You just, you just make those mistakes. And it is, yeah. I think learning from someone at, you know, whether you've got at that point where you've been really inspired and <clears> you've <throat> got so much energy and you want to, you, you actually, at that point your photography could go in any direction you want it to, but you've got the, you've got that, fire in you mm,
1: mm. yeah definitely going, yeah.
3: going to see ha, have a workshop at that point really gives really hones would would hone you and yeah. would would save you hours of miss of misses you know because that's what we're all trying to limit is missing the shot mm. because yeah, there's nothing more annoying right, yeah. than going back and then be like oh i thought i bagged it looks good on the back of the camera and then you're like ah oh, shit this is <laughs> yeah. this is this is a grainy mush or this is mm. yeah th- actually it wasn't in focus and i thought it was because i i didn't take my time and i think that's what you would learn from going out with someone that's that would teach you that kind of calm in the madness moment yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. And, and and helping you see too, because sometimes we yeah. think you know, as artistic as we might be, and and how passionate we are about something like photography, mm. in, in in the early stages, we um we don't realise that someone can actually help us see see what we need to see see the frame
3: see the frame. And sometimes that
2: that needs yeah. to be taught. Unfortunately, I mean not yeah. unfortunately, but I mean it's. Dad, yeah. as, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you're talking about when you first started, Adam, in photography. I mean, when I picked up a camera 20 years ago, mm. it wasn't natural for me. I knew I loved it the second I mm. picked up a camera, but it wasn't natural. Mm. And I think it's very rare that, that photography is that natural. I think mm. it has to be taught on some level. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, being able to say, hey, this is what – this is this is how you frame. This is what the rule of thirds are. You don't have to always respect it, but use it. Um, you know, there's many many aspects, and mm. and Tom has been talking about this on a recent podcast when he does his workshops about you know helping people trying to trying to see and see the and, shot um, and feel it, and feel it, feel, yeah. it, feel yeah. it most of all to feel, feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a
3: fa- I'm a real big believer of feeling it. You yeah. you have you you really have to. Um, <clears throat> you you have to really just be open at, to kind of experience it at that point and whether you're, especially if you're, f- if you're flustering around, with your gear, you're not, mm. you're not, you're, you're not in the zone. And, mm. and maybe the direction, whether it's a technical direction or it's allowing people to relax is quite an important aspect of, of photography for me is huge. Mm. It's, mm like we've all you know you've all had it where you've you go hiking you're in an amazing location and you've got great light but you've got you're with 12 friends and they're watching you take a photograph and mm. guaranteed like i don't know there might be some other people that can get a good photograph in that situation but i definitely can't i no. i just mm-hmm. kind of i don't feel relaxed and i think that's why i think i don't know how big your groups are how big are the groups do you take if you when you do a, when you do a kind of workshop so
0: like, well, uh, yeah well i know well, i normally focus on one-to-ones normally
3: mm. and that's mm. yeah that's 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 a nice mix and i think i think having that kind of one-to-one tuition is is really good because you you will have obviously undivided attention uh but also you will have you you won't feel too competitive in a way mm. and photography yeah. is incredibly pe- competitive isn't it let's be honest mm. it's like you take a picture of one place and someone posts a picture or you see a picture elsewhere and you think, Oh, I thought mine was good. Now, now I've got to go back out there. And that's not a bad thing. Don't be wrong. That's, that's a really good thing is to get Mm. back out there and try and do something different. Um, but it, it's kind of daunting for, for people learning photography. So I would recommend definitely in hindsight, I wish I had gone on a few more kind of, tours or trips with people and maybe it just wasn't as a, much of a thing when i was kind of getting mm. into digital photography and i think yeah, it is now were. which is really good i'm a, I'm a big yeah, fan
2: I, I think i think i don't know about you adam but was it more because you started photography very early on for you it was more i don't know not not ignorance as much but you kind of thought you knew what you were doing and you thought that whatever mm. else was doing was just something mm. i don't know yeah, no. I, I, uh, I think you it- thought I know. I know what f stop is. I know what ISO is. Come mm-hmm. on, I used a film camera. I know how to use these digital cameras, and you kind of just just went struggled on yourself, you know. Yeah,
3: and totally, you totally realized exactly that it.
2: there was someone out there who's doing it as a full time job. He could, who could teach you so much, you know, within a few days that would probably take you a year to learn. It's exactly, exactly. that, Matt. Mm-hmm. I just thought
3: I would. I could do it and I'm just going to, like you said, struggle on. I am going to struggle on. Mm. Um, but in some way, there is massive reward in just getting out there and making those mistakes because I think no matter how much you – if you do go on the, um, on the workshops and everything, you will learn a lot and you'll save some time. But mm. there's also the, the real just sheer enjoyment of photography and being mm, out yeah. there kind of by yourself. <laughs> which is part of why I think I love photography is that those moments where I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that. And I've now, you're missioning it back in the dark or it's starting to rain and you're like, oh yeah, this is, that was actually something that kind of gave gave me or gave my week or gave my month some form of kind of backbone or Mm, meaning in a way, Mm. I don't know. It's kind of that search for kind of the adventure is photography and adventure go so well, you know, hand in hand really. And like, yeah, that's what we do. That. That. Yeah,
2: definitely. Exactly.
3: Yeah. It's that kind of like, you're, you're kind of like a artistic adrenaline junkie, aren't you? You know, when you're a yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird concept cause you're like, you know, I, I used to skateboard, so I used to always enjoy that kind of like weird, you no, know, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm kind of scared. And sometimes taking photography, like taking photos scares, scares the crap out of you. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, you're hiking down to like squid Ira, um, in, in Brecon Beacon. So I just go there like religiously. I was obsessed with that place because I was trying to, I was trying to get this shot, where the sun was coming up from behind it and it would light up the trees and then it would light up these, uh, crepuscular rays through the from through the mist and then I would be like get a shot with the water flow in front of me and I was like that's the shot I never bagged it but like there was moments where I went down there it was dark and the sound of the waterfall was like terrifying it was pumping you know <sighs> and you're like I've now got to mm. get to the spot I want to be in by going behind the waterfall in almost pitch black you're already soaked and then you know, you think, what am I doing here? Like, (laughs) what am I at? why have I come here? And I'm kind of scared. And then, and then in, in, sometimes in those moments is when you, you get that wicked shot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, you've
3: kind of, you've kind of collected, collected all that fear into a, and all kind of feeling into a, into a frame and you, it portrays nicely. And you're like, oh, Mm. that's weird. Like I, it, because of the darkness, or because of the the way it was making me feel, I I chose to put a slightly jagged rock in that leading foreground that then kind of mm. gives it a bit of an edge, and it's it's you know mm. it's got a bit of mysticism, and you're like oh it's kind of I kind of like that, and then once you found that, you just you search it search out more and more that kind of scaring mm. yourself.
2: <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's and, kind of.
3: And, sorry, mate. You go.
2: No, no, Tom, go, mate.
0: I was going to say that's kind of what I said about earlier. It's, it's it's that feeling comes mm. through in the shot, mm. the personality. You know, it's all it's all there. Like it's almost like if an image that you've that you've portrayed that sort of journey shows in the image, and the person who's looking at the image can almost feel
2: mm.
1: that journey. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, in
2: the, and in the post production too, definitely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You always have your own stamp on it, anyway. Mm. Yeah. I I, I think it's
3: really important to go back to the same spot quite a bit. Mm. Mm. Like, if you find a spot that you think you really like, go 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 back to it. If you've got a vision of what you think it could be, you just think about look on look on the various apps and work out where that light's going to be hitting it to get that shot and. If you don't get it one time, just go back you might you might bag a cool shot when you when the shot that you're actually aiming for didn't work out and you just go back and go mm. back and I think that's that's one of the big problems with social media is the current state is that you're kind of almost expected to get bangers every time, which puts a lot of pressure
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
3: know? and it's uh but it but it's it's incredibly rewarding whether it's just being outside and enjoying the fresh air or getting a good shot or leaving your camera battery at home. And then re- you've hiked like four miles in and then you realize you back. There's no battery in your camera.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> done that before. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Really? That's, that's never happened to me. <laughs> that is the yeah. worst man.
1: I, that yeah, is That,
3: that or a memory card. Like you can, you can, you can forget a lens and make it work by, you know, doing a panoramic or something or doing mm. something else or making it work. But leaving your memory card or your battery is just brutal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or you find your memory card's full and it's full of stuff that you haven't managed to get rid of yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, and you are like, you're
3: choosing between deleting stuff you know is good or something that might be good. Oh, that sucks, man. No, that's that's a bad yeah, one. Mate. Sure. Oh, mate. Yeah. No, it's 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 it, it's a it's a really good hobby we've all chosen, and whether you whether you take it to a professional level or not, it's it's something good.
2: It's it, mm. it's good for the soul. Mm. Yeah, definitely, it is for sure, definitely. Where do you definitely. see where do you see photography going, Adam, in the future with you? Mm. Uh, it's a lot to
3: do. It's a mm. lot to do. I'm I'm really busy. Um, a lot of the time. Uh doing up my house um, in Victoria, uh, getting it livable so we can actually live in there, mm-hmm. you know, doing a lot of YouTube, learning how to be a plumber and <laughs> learning how to be a tiler and all that. So the life's quite busy, but I eventually I, I would like to do some form of um, tuition, mm-hmm. um, whether, yeah. it, whether it's at college or whether it's kind of actually out in the field, I'm not 100% sure. Um, Okay. I would like to. I don't think I actually have the technical skills to be a photography teacher these days, though. Like in in the Mm. classroom, because oh, in a classroom, yeah. 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 I definitely don't need to
2: outside. Your yeah, teeth are too exactly. straight. Your teeth are too straight, mate. Are they? Uh? I think, yeah, to be teeth honest, are yeah. Too straight. Exactly. <laughs> I think, not not Friday, mate. <laughs>
1: the problem is for me. I think is there's there's already so many people that can teach you the technical side yeah. of it, mm. and there's not enough mm. emphasis on the actual seeing the shot side of it out mm. in the field. I think mm. that's probably where the most value is. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, if you can get, if you can get both, it's pretty good, though. There's yeah. a lot of yeah, guys is- out there that you know, a lot of guys out that do workshops. I've you know, I've had direct feedback from from other clients of mine who've been out in workshops and they've they've actually asked to photographers, you know, how do you how do you set up your camera, how do you do this? And their answer is yeah. basically, I'm an artist, not a photographer. Mm.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. You all know, right. answers
2: yeah. like that, um, all the opposite yeah. way around, you know, <laughs> they don't know how to use a camera but they're not creative in any way. So Yeah.
1: So having a bit of both, I guess. Uh, having helps.
2: a bit of both. Certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I, mm. I
3: just think there's for sort of the like my technical experience on with a in terms of Photoshop is really limited, to be honest. Like I I don't use luminosity masks. I You don't? No. No. Nah. Nah. Never use well, never I've never used one.
2: That's that's surprising looking at your at your um at your profile, it? mate. Yeah, I know it's um, weird.
3: I yeah, I don't. I don't. I I don't use it. So okay. I just yeah. That is surprising. I, what's I should, what's yeah.
2: your what's your workflow? What's your workflow?
3: Uh, Canon, straight into uh, so just shoot raw, um, and then just literally bring it straight into Lightroom, and just edit from there. I don't, I, I, in the Lightroom. In, so I, I edit in Lightroom. If I, I do use photo, uh, Photoshop for a few things, particularly. So if I want to do um, for increasing my depth of field. So if I want to get my foreground sharp and my background sharp, I'll,
2: okay. yeah.
3: I, I'll layer it up and then
2: mm-hmm. um,
3: take that apart and then merge it all together and stuff like that. Mm. But typically, yeah, I just pretty much only only edit in Lightroom, really. It's, it's basically the way I edit. I don't wow. even no presets just try and make it well like that i sh- this is the thing is like i have been so um it's been so much going on like moving to canada and stuff and it's just been so busy i just i just really haven't had much much time to um mm. sit down and learn and i think it does take that time you need to dedicate hours to it and i've just been so yeah so busy and i've i don't know <laughs> i've just been so pretty much that, yeah. And then I just export it for. I, I always export um, two shots. So one for my prints, if I'm going to make a print of it, and then export yep. one for online. And then I just have it mm, like that, yeah. really. So yeah, cool. I mean, there's so much to learn, and this is what's amazing about photography, isn't it? You can, you can really, yeah, really go so f- so far into understanding how to do one form of photography if you, mm, you know, mm. understanding how you want to shoot, and then there's there's just you could you could spend just the amount of time that you spent shooting and learning how to do post-production.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. yeah.
3: So I don't, I don't really have much of an in-depth workflow, to be honest. It's pretty much just import my photograph and see how I feel about it. A lot of the time I actually don't like to edit the pictures I've just taken. I'll sit on them for like years almost Mm. Mm. and kind of wait, wait for it to, if I find, if I find if I edit a picture straight after i've taken it i'm kind of a little bit over over uh, a bit too excited about editing it and i don't get mm. i don't get the shot that i kind of wanted out of it you know so. yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah oh you that'd be nice wouldn't it Paul, oh, matt just uh not have to imit- edit an image straight away yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, tell me about it.
2: Okay. I, 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 I usually sit on things for a couple of years before I look at them anyway. So, oh, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, no chance for that. <laughs> I'm a week ahead. That's it, mate. Barely a
1: week. Barely a week with the videos. Well,
2: when, I, when I put out a YouTube video, when it comes out, they're like, doesn't he have gray hair now? What happened? What's he put yeah, that yeah, for? What, um, spring, isn't it? You know, like winter, <laughs> 2000. and, you know. God, mate. Adam, I mean, looking over your profile, mate. It's. It, I just encourage people that are listening just to just have a look. Obviously, in Instagram, we can't we can't appreciate mm-hmm. images for what they really are. But that's what we have at our disposal. Unless you've got a website that people can head on over to, by any yeah, Chance. Yeah, or- that, that's
3: that's another aspect. I've just been so lax with any making my own website or anything as well. Mm. Just it's. I just. Uh, I should really really push the envelope a little bit more. But I just kind of. I don't mm. know just like taking taking photographs and share instagram's obviously not the best way to share it I suppose it's just uh just been just been a hectic hectic few years mm. getting oh. get myself over here and you know stuff like that but no basically on Instagram is where I'm at um mm. okay yeah yeah, well, cool.
2: if you want, I've got a twenty percent discount on um on Squarespace at the moment, I'll hand it over to you if you want. Yeah, to. yeah.
3: Send it over. Send it over <laughs>
2: yeah. for fifty bucks. I'll give it to you. Twenty percent off. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's sweet. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that actually, because that, that is supposed. You know, I've never actually, tried like I said, I haven't ever made my own website really. But that's 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 the one of the better ones to do, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, quite Yeah, a really, a
3: piss, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's really, really nice plug, to use. Plug and play. Just make sure your pictures are the um, right kind of sized correctly, and you're you're good to go, kind of thing.
2: Well, it's it's yeah, just not it just easy the- to use. It's it's everything's in there. Anything mm. you want to do is possible in there. Mm. You know, yeah. it's incredible. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Like I, to make I, it known that we're not sponsored by Squarespace in any way. No. <laughs> no.
2: However, if they'd like to get in touch,
1: more than welcome. Yeah.
3: No. It's it, it, it's uh, it, you know what I would say, I'd like to say to you guys as well is that <clears throat> when I was listening to your podcast and everything, so in my kitchen, paint and decorating, I was like, <laughs> I, I was chucking along. I was like, this is this is really this is really good, and it's important. I think that. You guys ha- have a kind of a this kind of atmosphere of your podcast because it it kind of creates that community of I think photography that is slightly been eroded over the years slightly because of oh, the rise mate. of in- yeah no I think it's really important and you guys are doing a good thing so I've been really really appreciate being part of it so um, I appreciate that mate no, it was great oh, yeah. to have you on Mike. I appreciate you coming yeah. on yeah yeah we do yeah. yeah and you
0: seem like a real chilled sort of down to earth you know laid back sort of guy so you fit in just right mate. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And
3: like honestly, like um, obviously COVID and whatever, but you guys everyone, if you hit a Vancouver Island and just hit me up. We'll um we'll go out for a stomp, I'll show you a few spots that hopefully haven't been obliterated by that point. And <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Love yeah. to No, it's really important. Having a community is great and you know it is. That is that's that's kind of what we're all kind of looking for, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. You know, yeah. yeah. Definitely.
3: It, to be honest with you,
0: mate, as well, if you're if you are over, um mm. sorry to still the show, but if you are <laughs> if you are over obviously in uh in the Bracken Beacons and just let me know because 'cause I'm
3: only I'm only in Mulberry. So. Yeah. No, there's that's the thing, it's like there's I would love to do that, man. Like mm. I'm we're um we're just on the full sketch vibe. We don't want to cat you know I don't want to catch COVID from you, mate.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, unclean photog- unclean but, <laughs> but, 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 but really
3: ph- photography in terms of outdoor activities is actually one of the safer things you can it do is. with people isn't it during covid it is, yeah it is it is it yeah is. Mm-hmm. unless you see mm-hmm. someone with like a really nice new camera and you can't resist touching it um mm. then it's
2: you know it's, it's that's what happens to, to, me to me when i get out in the field. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I'll, I'll convert you to sony mate
2: Sorry, what was that?
0: I'll convert them to Sony. You don't want that bloody prehistoric Pentax rubbish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to use, learn to use crank handles and all oh, sorts sorry, of Pentax. I,
2: t- I always get touched when I'm out on field. Can I check <laughs> out your camera? I'm, not, I'm actually not joking. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to touch my camera when they see me out on field. field. Look, look at the size of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that then?
0: Uh, 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 and what does it generate around with them everywhere? Charge it up.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's because people actually think they are real. <laughs> it's a Pentax. It's actually real. People sometimes, I think it's, um, I don't know, like no one uses them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really strangely, I've found out there was a census done in Japan recently. Um, the most popular... Uh, camera brand in Japan is actually Pentax.
1: Mm. That's right, interesting. Eh? Eh?
2: The market over in yeah. Pe- for Pentax in Japan is huge. Mm.
1: Right. It's yeah.
2: the it's the marketing everywhere else in the rest of the world, obviously, that influences photographers to you know to go your Nikon, Canon, Fuji, yeah. Sony. Yeah. I bet um, you hate, I
3: bet you hate Jared Polin then. Who? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro photo
3: yeah he always rinses pentax he's like always always dropping it man he always yeah you <laughs> must know. see him big afro dude on youtube
1: no i yeah, don't he must him. what's yeah. he doing well, send, send you the link just to irritate you a bit more
2: <laughs> hey paul can you just say quickly we'll put them in the show notes go and say it man. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll put them in the show notes yeah we'll put them in the show notes. Nice. Adam, and, uh, hey, it's been good. Yeah, to it's been you awesome, boys. mate. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, Adam, we'll put your stuff in the show notes too. Don't <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> just yeah. put, we'll show put your Instagram in <laughs> <those photo>. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we'll get your Instagram put in there and everything we can yeah. find on you, your Facebook and all the rest and of it. We'll put yeah. your mobile
2: number too. There, just in case your um your, your photography professor wants to get in contact with yeah, you. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Honestly, out to Fredo.
3: Yeah. Big, big, big ups to Fredo and his big teeth. Mm.
2: Definitely.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. No, 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 it's
3: been, honestly, lads, it's been really good, and um hope everyone keeps all safe out there. We'll uh, definitely do this Thank again you. or keep keep in touch, yeah? 100%, for, sure. Mate, for sure. Definitely. definitely. Take nice, it easy, bro. Adam. Take it Take easy, care. boys. See you, bye. Bye, mate. See you bye. later. Bye. 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 bye.